Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. The God that we serve, he's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. And I love him. I was thinking about that song, Still Holding On. To God's unchanging hand. Aren't you glad that God's hand don't change? We might change, but God's hand don't change. Let us go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord. You're awesome. You're powerful. You're mighty, Lord. So I ask you to just let your Holy Spirit just engulf me, Lord. I want to be pleasing in your sight, Lord. I want to say exactly what you have me to say. In Jesus' name. Amen. A tough example. A tough example. As we close out this month's theme on leadership, our marquee out front states, an example to follow. I'm reminded of when I was about in the third grade. I came home from school, and to my surprise, my mother bought me a pair of roller skates. For some of you, that might seem small, but to me, that was a big deal. Probably the same as you coming home to 2K19 and you didn't ask for it. I was so excited. Everyone in my neighborhood had a pair of skates, both boys and girls. I couldn't wait to skate around my neighborhood. I was super excited. But there was an issue. There was a problem. And the problem was that I have never rolled on a pair of roller skates. So my excitement turned to despair. I can't do this. I need help. Some of my female neighbors across the street came and gave me an example to follow. Brandon, you can do this. All you have to do is, well, just let me show you. But I told her it's too tough. I can't do it. But she worked with me. And by the end of the day, I was skating. And I can still skate. This word tough can be defined as a very difficult, to, very difficult to deal with. See, I couldn't deal with, the, with falling or failure, hurting myself. I couldn't deal with folk laughing at me because I couldn't skate. See, at first, skating was very difficult to me. I'm getting ahead of myself, but in Job's situation, some may call what he was going through a tough, difficult situation. Some may say it was very difficult. But aren't you glad that Job's story didn't end in chapter 2? Aren't you glad that he didn't give up? Aren't you glad that you didn't give up in the 90s? Aren't you glad that you're still holding on to God's unchanging hand in 2018? Aren't you glad you didn't throw in the towel? Some of you wanted to give up. Some of you wanted to throw in the towel. But God threw it right back at you. You can't give up. It's people that need to hear your testimony. It's people that you need to be in their life. The Lord was telling Job, you've been through something, but you can't give up. You can't give in. You can't let go. You can't give in. You can't give up. 
So Job gives us an example. Even though it's a tough example, Job gives us an example to follow. One to follow when we come up against trials and tribulations so we can persevere, so we can press, so we can move forward, so we can continue, so we can hold on to God's unchanging hand, so we can go the distance, so we can keep at it, so we can stand on his word. So we can stay the course, so we can finish the race. So we know Job's examples that he set. But can I ask this question? What kind of examples are we setting? Are our examples one to follow? See, when it comes to leadership, and each one of you are in some type of leadership position, if that is the case, are you setting a good example? You are setting an example, whether it is good or bad. An example can be defined as one that serves as a pattern to be imitated or not to be imitated. Young people, are you setting a good example? Adults, are you setting a good example? Did I miss anybody? If we was to go to your school... Would your peers say that he or she sets a good example? One to be imitated. Or would they say, I don't think so. They're always in trouble. They don't get along with the, ch with the teacher. They are not to be imitated. I know this you, Sunday, but, if, but adults, if we was to go to your job at Sharon Williams Robbins Air Force Base, would your co-workers say that you set a good example? Would your coworkers say at Bluebird Mac that you set a good example? See, one may say that they are setting a great example, but doing bad things. What you mean, preacher? We live in a society where right is wrong and wrong is right. Please clarify, the Bible, the Bible tells that homosexuality is wrong, but society sex sets the example that it is right. So what is leadership? Leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act towards achieving a common goal. As we look at an example of godly leadership, we find Job. Job's example is a tough example, an example hard to swallow, but when it comes to Job's leadership, this example can be followed. This word example is twofold. Either you're setting a good one or a bad one. But take notice, you are setting something. I'm reminded of a conversation with my dad and he said, son, I haven't always, I haven't always set a good example. My dad smoked cigarettes, chased women, Drunk liquor, drove with revoked license, <laughs> license suspended. He didn't go out and say, Brandon, do drugs. Brandon, drink liquor. Brandon, drive with a revoked license. He didn't tell me those things. But that lifestyle, that example that he was giving me, I followed that example. 
But since I came into a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ the righteous. My goal is to set a good example to Bray Bray and Reese Cup. I want to set a good example to every person I come in contact with. In Kroger, not cursing out the store manager because they didn't have enough cashiers. I wish they would open up more registers. Or at the new mall because they're nowhere to park. Let me speak to management or someone. Someone skipped in line. Skipped me in line at the Foot Locker. Or at the Great American Cookie Store. You cursing someone out for a spot in line. Then you at New Pine Grove ushering. Singing in the choir. Teaching God's word. Having a leadership position in the church. I'm just giving out examples. Get in where you fit in. When I think of examples, thank you, Lord. When I think of examples, one thing come to mind, when I was in elementary school, I loved math, but I didn't like word problems. If a teacher told me to divide 25 by 5, I'm good. But if you tell me that there was 25 men on the bus and there was five stops and at each stop, five people got off, <laughs> how many people was left on the bus? I hope zero. I, I was about to Google it to make sure. But that was hard for me. So before the test, before the homework, my teacher would give us an example to go by. This is your homework this morning, young people, seasoned saints. Set good examples. I'm, good, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Joe set an example hard for us to swallow. But Joe set a T-U-F-F example. A tough example. A tough example for us to comprehend. See, Joe lost everything. He lost family members. The Sabians raided his cattle. His health deteriorated. His house was destroyed. His friends talked about him. Joe, you must have did something wrong. Come on, Joe. But how Joe handled himself in the midst of these storms can be a lesson for us to follow. Joe fell to the ground and worshiped God. Can you worship God in the midst of your storm? I can only imagine how hard it was for Job to lift up holy hands to a holy God during a test like no other. So in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Job shows a leadership characteristic like no other. In chapter 1 of the book of Job, we first find Job in a tough situation. The Bible tells that Job was perfect. Job was perfect. He was blameless. He offered sacrifices for his children just in case they made a mistake in their heart. The Lord, the, the, uh, the Lord blessed Job in verse 3. He tells us that he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, 500 female donkeys. He was the richest person in that era. Amazon, Bill Gates, today. 
But on one day, the host of the heavenly court came to present themselves to the Lord, and Satan was in the midst. The Lord just dropped us in my spirit. When I was writing this out in my notes, if you type in S-A-T-A-N, it doesn't pop up a word. It pops so it'll, it'll say something totally different in the, in the heading. So I say, you know, the, the, the world tries to confuse us about some stuff. Because a lot of people say that Satan does not exist. But the Lord asked Satan, where have you been? Where have you come from? And Satan answered, the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that is going on. The Lord states, have you noticed my servant Job? Church family, are you noticeable? Are you noticeable? Will God tell the enemy, have you noticed noticed my servant Brandon? Or you feel your name in the blank? It's quiet. So the enemy goes on to tell God that the only reason Job worships and adores you is because you placed a protection around him. You have blessed him so much that, that, the reason, that, that that's the reason why he loves you so much. If you take the hands of protection off him, he will curse you to your face. The Lord said, done. The enemy took everything from Job but couldn't take his life. See, everything Job lost in chapter 1, God restored in chapter 42. I don't know about your chapter 1 situation, but there is significance in the number 42. And I'm not talking about Jackie Robinson wearing the number 42. This being old-fashioned Sunday. I'm talking about our Lord and Savior who came down 40 in two generations to restore what the canker worm stole. When Satan tried to destroy, to destroy, he tried to destroy your character. He tried to take your job. He tried to, to, to destroy your family. He tried to take your life, but God was in the midst. Even when you don't even feel like he is in the midst. Be reminded that every time the enemy tries to do something to you, he has to get permission. He has to raise his hand, so to speak. In his class, the teacher is the ultimate authority. If you want to say something, what you got to do? You got to raise your hand. God is the ultimate authority. Satan ain't running nothing up in here. He got to get, he got to get permission. Thank you, Lord. God is still in control. No matter what you're going through, God is in control. God knows what you're going through. And he's in control. He knows when your breakthrough is going to break through. When we go down to the prison, I always let the men know, the Lord already know your exact date when you're getting up out of here. So why are you worried about it? Why are you losing sleep over a grandchild? The Lord already know. You done prayed for him. You going to trust in him? Amen. <laughs> so secondly, we find the power of prayer. In Job chapter 42, verse 10 states that when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. 
14,000 instead of 7,000 sheep, 6,000 instead of 3,000 camels, 1,000 team of oxen instead of 500 team of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys instead of 500 female donkeys. I can only imagine when Job prayed for his friend, something shifted in the heavenlies. The Lord gave Job double for his trouble. The Lord, too, also has given us double for our trouble. See, when we are obedient to God, when we pray for our friends, something shifts in the heavenlies. Exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ever ask for or think. Because why? Job was obedient to God. God told Job to pray for his frenemies. And he did. And God restored what the enemy took. A double portion. I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life that I allow the enemy to take, but I want it all back. I want my joy back. I want my peace back. I want my health back. I want my family back. I want it all back. God gave Job back more than he originally lost. God is restoring some people in here today. What you have lost, God is restoring. Because of Job's obedience, praying for those that talked about him. Praying for those that lied on him. Praying for those that scandalized his name. I'm going to let the text talk. Job 42 and 8 says, Now therefore, take yourselves. He was talking to the friends. Take yourselves. Take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer for yourselves a burnt offer. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has this same Job that lost everything prayed for those that talked about God God got you praying for some folk that you don't even like God got you praying for folk that don't like you God got, got you praying for enemies see Job it, that's a tough example it's hard for me to pray for somebody that don't like me. It's easy for me to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. But when I know somebody talking about me on my job, that's tough. Not T-O-U-G-H, T-U-F-F. That's tough. But we got to do it. So Job prays for his friends, and because of Job's obedience... God restored Job. It shouldn't be hard to pray for a friend in a time of crisis. I, consider, I would consider the situation that Job's friend was about to get in was a crisis. Because they talked about God. So we found firstly that Job was in a tough situation. Secondly, we saw the power of prayer. So lastly, we find that we thanking God for the second half. In the beginning of verse 12 of chapter 42 states, So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more in the beginning. What does this mean, preacher? You, your start doesn't dictate your finish. If you look at Job's trials and tribulations in the beginning of chapter 1, you might have already come to the conclusion that it was over for Job, that Job needs to throw in the towel. But thank God for verse 12. So the Lord blessed Job. The word, so, the word so is an adverb, which means to such a great extent. So to such a great extent, the Lord blessed Job. And so, for my English students, the word also so can be used as a conjunction. A conjunction connects. Conjunction, junction, 
What's your function? So, so, so as a conjunction connects, and for this reason, the Lord blessed Job. For this reason, the Lord blessed you. Fill your name in the blank. And for this reason, you graduated from high school. And for this reason, the Lord didn't allow you to drop out. And for this reason, you aren't strong out of drugs and alcohol. And for this reason, God delivered you for such a time as this. And for this reason, you didn't overdose. And for this reason, you're not locked up. And for this reason, you got the job over 200 people that applied for the job. For this reason. For this reason. For this reason. In college basketball, many of you know that I'm a big Carolina fan. And I love when they play the Duke Blue Devils. The greatest rivalry in basketball history. But what's your point, preacher? In college basketball, the game consists of two halves. The first half and the second half. So if Carolina is playing Duke and Duke is winning in the first half, I might have to put a post on Facebook to all my Duke fans, that's including my wife, that there is always the second half. There will be a comeback in the second half. Some of you might feel like you've been, that you want to give up, but wait, we have another half to play ball. The second half is just beginning. My uncle always, he's a big college fan. He always says, I've seen a lot happen in the last two minutes left in the game. Some of you feel like the game is over, but I've seen a lot happen in the last two minutes of a game. You know what I've seen before? I've seen someone that wanted to give up with depression, bound. I've seen situations turn around. I've seen grades go from failing to passing. I've seen marriages restored. I've seen relationships rekindled. I've seen ministries birthed. I've seen family relationships restored. I've seen finances blessed. I've seen a lot of ha- I've seen a lot happen in the last two minutes. Matter of fact, I've seen bodies healed. I've seen people delivered from the bodies of drugs and alcohol. I've seen pornography addiction cease. I don't know about you, but a lot can happen in the second half. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, I will trust in Jesus. The scripture tells that Job's second half was greater than his first. Young people, older people, I'm here to tell you this morning that your second half is greater than your first. Job became a great example to live by, but the ultimate example happened over 2,000 years ago when a man named Jesus was born of a virgin, an immaculate conception. He came to the earth seeking the lost. All points tempted, so he knew our hurts and pains. He knows our infirmities. He was raised from the dead. He died a, a horrific death, but he was raised from the dead. Did I say he led a sinless life? See, Job prayed for his friends and got a double portion. Jesus Christ the righteous died for his friends so that we might have the right to eternal life. Aren't you glad for the example? Aren't you glad for the pattern? Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ died for our sins? What an example. What an example. What an example as you stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of us should have been dead and gone. But God, sleeping in our grave. But God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.
we like to give those that haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. We, long, we want to give you the opportunity to connect with the King, the King of glory. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, we want to give you that opportunity right now. The old folk used to say, why the blood still running warm in your veins. You're worthy, God. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.